20 questions or 20 minutes, whichever comes first, as long as it's you. This is You Go First. I'm your host, Blair Payton. We have 20 questions in a vase. My guests will draw the first question, and we'll go back and forth covering as much ground in 20 minutes. The timer begins after the first question is read. My guest today can be seen hosting the daily live web series, Gotta Love Them Movies, discussing all things movies, movie news, and entertainment. Please help me welcome by subscribing to my YouTube channel, I Need Help Productions, comedian Mike Brown. Yay! Thanks welcome. for me. Thank you so much for being here. It took forever to set this up. Technology is so annoying sometimes. It's great when it works, and it's terrible when it doesn't work. It, like, everything shuts down. I just finished watching The Stand last night, the new uh, uh, series on CBS All Access, and it reminds me of that. Like, when technology doesn't work, the entire world just, like, it becomes this instantaneous uh, post-apocalyptic world that we can't figure out. Okay, now, you mentioned The Stand. I saw this was on CBS All Access. I'm too cheap to pay for the subscription. Uh, but walk us through that. Since you mentioned it, is it good? Is it worth watching? Uh, okay, so if, I need to preface this by saying I've never read the book. I've never seen the original miniseries. I've never read it either. Reading makes me sleepy. It's a bit, it's a thick one. Nope. Uh, no, the uh, the stand was. Uh, I enjoyed it. I thought it was fun. It, Who was in it? James Marsden uh, was like the big name. Whoopi Goldberg's in it. Um, Oh, uh, Greg Kinnear, uh, a lot of like smaller named actors, uh, but it was really well done. I enjoyed it. Huh. I know that it plays around with the timeline, like the storytelling. It does like a lot of flashbacks uh, yeah. kind of thing, which I appreciated because it kept my interest. It, like it held my interest uh, as opposed to what I'm told the book and the original miniseries does, uh, which it just follows a linear storyline. So I, I enjoyed this quite a bit. Can I just tell you the first time I ever heard of The Stand, I thought I didn't understand the title and I hand of god just thought it was like about a piece of furniture i'm kind of dumb i know it's probably not about that uh the, well that's the the prequel called the the light stand okay great yeah uh, it's, it's all about like this uh side table that you just fill with other types of uh, uh appliances like at one point in time i know there was a, a little brave toaster uh wow. that was on top and um okay no spoilers i gotta you know i gotta watch the stand and then so i can be prepared mentally Watch out. Keep uh, Be aware for uh, for the doily, the little lace doily. Yeah, it plays a big part in the story. Duly noted. Who plays the doily? Uh, uh, Jennifer Love Hewitt. Good for her. I'm glad yeah. she's, she's consistent. I love that about her. Making a comeback. So now tell me about your, uh, your show, Gotta Love Them Movies. Yeah, so Gotta Love Them Movies uh, it started maybe about five or six years ago as uh, as a blog. Um, mm-hmm. I just started writing movie reviews. In fact, I actually got picked up for a magazine, uh, a European magazine, uh, turned out to be a porn magazine, uh, <laughs> which I was like, oh, that's okay. What? Wait, what was the magazine called? Oh, I've no, I, I, it was a Spanish online mag. It wasn't even like a physical copy magazine. It was okay. just an online uh, magazine, but um Yes, yeah, so picked up by that. I was like, okay. Uh, so we just started writing movie reviews and then it turned into a YouTube channel. And, uh, and so now thanks to the pandemic, all the theaters have been shut down. So live comedy is not a thing we can do anymore. 
Uh, so I just started doing my show live and just, I love, I love talking about movies and movie news and like all the, uh, Ooh, is the hobgoblin going to be in the next Spider-Man movie? Like, I love that stuff. I love like analyzing and talking theories. And I also try to make the delineation between like what is real and what is not like, what is credible? What's not so credible. Like, Mm -hmm. I don't want to just like spout off like all these crazy theories, but, um, so wait, how many movies would you say you watch in an average week? Uh, maybe four to five in a week. Okay. Doesn't seem crazy. No, that doesn't seem crazy. We, I mean, like, so my fiance and I, we watch a lot of television. We watch mm-hmm. a lot of television. So like trying to, uh, so last night I just watched the little things on HBO max. Um, not a great movie. Uh, Denzel Washington, Jared Leto, uh, J- uh, Rami Malek. It ha- it suffers from you know when an improv scene when uh, somebody walks into a room or like walks on stage and says hey what's inside this thing that I'm holding and the other person will say like oh well let's open it and find out oh well we can't open it oh no mom's coming you put the thing on like tell me what's inside the box like what is going on <laughs> are you watching WandaVision <laughs> oh am I was that I guess that was a dumb question. <laughs> oh, yeah. Have you have you not seen my Doctor Strange t-shirt? Like all my Avengers up top here? Yeah. Yeah, I was going to ask. You have so much paraphernalia. Like, where did you get all this? Like, Oh, man. This is years of... Coll- this is uh, Collection 2.0. Collection 1.0 got boxed up and now is at my mom's house. Uh-huh. Uh, she does not want all my toys in her house. Uh, but yeah, no, this is, this is Collection 2.0. Uh uh limited edition uh black panther uh, uh Ooh, bracelet nice. beads um uh thor's hammer uh i don't know what else so how much would you say you've spent on all this stuff in your in your apartment uh funny you should say collection one i haven't done it for collection 2.0 but collection 1.0 i uh went through and just kind of like tallied up like how much i've spent on everything it was around five grand oh! on uh collection 1.0 yeah can I just tell you, I probably, so sad, I probably spent that much on DVDs. So easy to do. And, but, and now, but it's like obsolete because there's so many streaming services that offer like pretty much every show. There's a few that I refuse to get rid of, my DVDs. Only obsolete until uh, the stand-like apocalypse happens and then we're reliant on non-streaming services and then you go get the discs and you pop it in, you watch whatever you want, whatever you want. Yeah, because my prize collection, these are the ones I am going to hold on to. Like, here's the thing. I was, like, really into Friends. And then I think over the years, I grew to kind of hate it. Really? Why? Yeah. I don't like know. Uh, I think watching it, because, like, I was watching it when it was, like, on TV. And I think it was, like, naivete of, like, ooh, I want to live in New York with all my friends, have a nice apartment. <laughs> but then you, like, come to New York and it's, like, nothing like that. And also, like, the Ross and Rachel dynamic, like, he was a wang, she deserved better. Kind of a combination of the, the the show doesn't quite hold up the same way it did in the 90s and also false expectations. Yeah. Maybe? It hurt me. I'm going to say it. I've been damaged by friends. Wow. Uh, if we weren't living in a pandemic, I would come over and give you a huge hug right now. That's all I just ever needed. I just needed, I needed to say it out loud. And now that I've said it, <laughs> I feel heard and seen. But one of the shows that I have on DVD, super cool, uh, is Mama's Family. Love it. Vicki Lawrence. Right? Fun story about Vicki Lawrence. Uh, you know how she got her start in show business? 
I do, but tell it for the crowd. Okay, so she was a massive, massive, massive fan of the Carol Burnett show. As we all know, she was one of the stars on the Carol Burnett show. Mm-hmm. But in its infancy, she was one of the early, early uh, super fans. So she wrote a letter to Carol Burnett saying, hey, I'm going to recreate some of your sketches at my high school talent show. I would be honored if you would uh, show up and just watch my show at my high school talent show, which... What celebrity would ever uh, agree to this? Who would do that? Carol Burnett, I tell you, Carol Burnett did. Such an easier time to get famous, it feels like. Right? I always have that thought of like, should I just like go back in time to like Charlie Chaplin's days, knowing what I know now, and then just become a celebrity just because? I mean, I can't tell you, even to this day, I still have these false um, narratives in my head where I'm like walking down the street and someone catches my eye and they're like, hey, there's something about you. I see it. Could you audition for SNL? And I'm like, oh, my God, I was just going to get coffee. Like, I still a part of me believes that will happen. And, you know, maybe saying it out loud, I'm manifesting it. Who knows? Uh, what 16 years ago 17 years ago i was living in philadelphia and my first ever entertainment job ever i got a job working for the philadelphia phillies so Uh i go down to the baseball stadium uh i audition they offer me the job right then and there to be kind of like an on field uh entertainer and i remember uh walking home from the stadium i had this glow about me and i was looking around at all these business people and suits and briefcases strutting around and i thought to myself I'm an entertainer. I did it, you guys. I'm living my dream. And you may not know me today. <laughs> give me a week and you'll know my name. And here you are on You Go First, one of the most popular podcasts ever. And people yes. are like, is that Mike Brown? Well, going back to WandaVision real quick. Yeah. So I'm not so I'm more of a TV nerd as opposed to a movie nerd. And the Marvel movies, I have a passing acquaintance with them. But when I saw the premise, because it's so sitcom heavy, that's what pulled me in. So now I was like, you tricky bastards, you got me. And I'm obsessed. What's so interesting about the Marvel Cinematic Universe is that it plays like a television show. Mm-hmm. It plays like the comics. It play, They play like standalone movies, but it also plays like a television show. I often refer to it as like, it's a, so what do we have 23 movies right now there's 20 it's a 23 movie se- excuse me season mm-hmm. um so you have like each each episode uh is uh two and a half hours long <clears throat> each episode is two, two hours i think some of them are like an hour and a half whatever yep. but like if you think of it in those terms it kind of plays like a tv show yeah it does well and it was it's funny because we were watching it and there were certain elements where my roommate was like all right, you really need to get why this is happening. So we watched that movie and it was just, it's just what they've done is so amazing. It makes me feel bad for DC. Oh, man. Well, you know, the Snyder Cut Justice League is coming uh, next month. So we'll see. We'll see how that goes. Wow. I'm so excited. I don't know. It's it's a four hour movie. Uh, I mean, even in a pandemic, I feel like I don't have time for that. <laughs> <laughs> you know there i don't know if i want to commit to that uh which by the way i have hbo max and right now i'm watching um uh this this little hidden gem what i like about you with amanda Bynes. Uh, i'm not familiar with it what i like about you it is her sitcom from the wb pre breakdown with jenny garth guys 
it's not great, but I love it. <laughs> so, what I like about you. And that's the theme song. Although they couldn't get the rights for it. So now it's like this generic, like, I love you and I'll support you always. I hate it. But oh man, there's so many like uh, off branded versions of the theme song to Full House. It's like do 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 Man, if I watch, if I ever watch this movie on repeat, mm-hmm. it would probably be AI, artificial intelligence, with Haley okay. Joel Osment, directed by Steven Spielberg. Now, granted, Steven Spielberg is arguably the greatest filmmaker ever made. Oh, I hate that movie. Is it really that bad? I remember it, but I never had like a desire to see it. I have to go back and rewatch it. It's, again, it's on HBO Max only. Uh, CBS All Access? It's on one of those. Boy, are you working with CBS All Access? You seem to be pushing this. <laughs> CBS All Access, soon to be Paramount Plus. If you haven't watched this, you have to. Uh, from Justin to Kelly. No, hold on. Girlfriend, you have to. You have to. It's Kelly Clarkson. And Justin Guarini. It was after the first season of American Idol. She obviously won. And part of her commitment to the American Idol brand was to make this movie musical. Yes! Yes, that movie. It is so bad. And I love it. It is so... like they're, they're, Oh, man. Like, they meet at spring break. And they instantly have this attraction to each other. But they keep getting pulled apart. But they have no sexual tension. Wow, what a crazy... Yes, you have to watch this. And when you do, you have to review it and talk right. about it. I it is. You. I will have you on the show and we'll talk about this. Did you ever see the movie uh, Tammy and the T-Rex? No. I don't think anyone ever has. It's with Denise Richards and... Um... Sold. Oh, shoot. What's the guy from uh, Fast and the Furious that died? Um, Paul Walker. Paul Walker. It's Paul Walker and Denise Richards. And the whole premise is that they're a high school couple. She's a cheerleader. He's a head football player. But she used to date the bad boy. And the bad boy doesn't like the fact that uh, Paul Walker is dating her now. So the bad boy kidnaps uh paul walker in the middle of the night they he and his whole gang they drag him out to a lion preserve somewhere and the lion eats and kills paul walker now i think you should have said spoilers by the way <laughs> oh who cares no, no this is all this is in the first uh 10 minutes of the movie oh shit yeah it's on hulu by the way it's also on uh cbs all access <laughs> <laughs> it's on you i think the whole movie's on youtube so yeah. so there's this mad scientist who goes to the morgue and says hmm this boy's body is mangled but his brain works fine so he steals his brain reactivates his brain puts it into a giant enormous uh, uh electronic robotic dinosaur <laughs> Oh my god. Inside of the body of a Tyrannosaurus Rex. And so now it's Paul Walker's mind in the body of a dinosaur and he's trying he can't speak cuz he's a fucking dinosaur and so he's trying to convey to uh, uh uh to Denise Richards, "Hey, I'm your boyfriend." And she's like a fucking dinosaur and so they <laughs> run away and so he tries to develop like this whole love thing while like the u.s government is like wait a second there's a dinosaur running around san diego or wherever it was it's 
so bad. It was made on a shoestring budget of like less than a million dollars. It's terrible. I'm so I'm looking at the poster right now and like the screen grabs and I'm in. Oh, it's so good. Okay, so on that movie recommendation, we're going to take a quick break. And coming up, we're going to go through 20 questions in 20 minutes. Are you ready, motherfucker? Oh, you had me at hello. (laughs) All right, so we'll be back with more right after this. Welcome back to You Go First. I'm joined today with comedian Mike Brown, who, by the way, I just remembered, today's a big day for you. You're getting the uh, vaccine. Today is, uh, yeah, number two for the Moderna. Getting uh, right there. How was it getting the first shot? First shot was fine. I mean, just like everyone else, like your arm gets sore, whatever. Uh, But uh, for about three or four days, I was just wiped out. I was so tired, Mm -hmm. drained of all energy. Um... Uh, I've heard that the second vax is a little worse than the first one. So I'm going to stock up on some diet ginger ale, maybe get some cheese and crackers to kind of tide me over. Like that chicken noodle soup, that garbage Campbell's chicken noodle soup that comes in that little packet. By the way, I do know if you get fillers because you had the Moderma vaccine, it messes with fillers. That's what I learned. I love fillers. Not teeth fillers. Those should be fine. But if you decide to get a little face work, I'm talking those fillers. You know what I'm saying? I learned that from, I won't say who, but someone told me that. She was like, that's why I can't get it. I can't get the vaccine because it's going to mess with my face. I'm kind of uh, anti-Botox. See, that's the thing. I'm okay with um, plastic surgery if it's not your face. Because that's that's your calling card. They already know you. And then if you come back looking weird, it's like, you know, awkward. All right. So we're going to do 20 questions in 20 minutes. Yeah. So, it's, so since it's virtual... Uh, we don't have my beautiful vase, which, can I just tell you, it's beautiful. Oh. But since we're not doing that, we're going to do the uh, virtual style. You're going to pick a number between 1 and 20. I'll read the corresponding question, and we'll 13. go back and forth. Well, my lucky number. So that's your first question. All right, hold on. Let me let me get the timer up. I'm jumping the gun. I'm so okay. sorry. No, it's fine. You're, it you're ready to go. Time. My fiance yells at me. Yeah. Wow. Honeymoon night's going to be uncomfortable. Okay. So question third. Oh, wow. Okay. And this is appropriate with the joke you just made. All right. You've just been hired to write and record a new jingle for Trojan condoms. Sing that jingle. Timer begins now. I want you to love me. I want you to be true. If we are gonna do this, you, my stuff may look like glue, but if you want to catch it and you know we can't be blubber, well, baby, you can trust me because I've got on my rubber. I'm so uncomfortable right now. <laughs> stuff that looks like glue. I tell you what. There's a reason you got hired for that commercial. <laughs> I'm telling you what, I'm going to pull this clip and give it to you because you need that on your resume. <laughs> Send it to your favorite celebrity. <laughs> Just be like, <laughs> I'm ready to work. You know, I used to do this thing all the time uh, whenever people look at me and they say, hey, you look like Seth Rogen. Because uh, I used to get it all the time. I would have them stop, take a photo with me, have them upload it to Instagram and tag Seth Rogen in it. Did, did anything ever come from that? Never. 
Not a one. I, you know what? I'm still hoping. You know what? Do it with your wife. Just say, I just had sex with my wife. And during it, she said I looked like uh, it was Seth Rogen and then tag him, you know? Because maybe it's the story. Maybe the story, if it's weird. It's true. It'll, it'll, it'll pique his interest. Maybe if she uploads it and says, I just had sex with Seth Rogen and it's me. Just saying. A star is born. <laughs> A star is born. <laughs> I don't know if I could top that jingle. Uh, so I'm just going to admit defeat on that one. <laughs> Great. All right. Pick another number. Uh, I can't pick 22, so I'm going to pick 19. What is the most useless talent you have? What is the most useless talent that I have? Um, if you need a minute, I can t- I can just share mine. Yeah, please indulge. So I actually, this is two. This is twofold. One, I can do the 20th Century Fox um, introduction by exhaling through my nose. Just the drum beat. <laughs> so it's... It's good, right? The other one is I can close my eye without squinting. My uh, right eye. Ready? Here we go. Go for it. That wait, That's weird. Thank you. I feel very uncomfortable right now. It's almost like I'm producing glue. So, like <sighs> when I used to go to uh, the clubs and try to pick guys up. This this may be why I'm single. I haven't pinpointed it yet, but I feel like this could be it. I would sit at the bar and I would just kind of like if I would if someone if I caught eyes with someone, I would do that. It'd be like and just hold that wink. It's awkward. That's it. I mean, it, it, it never worked. It's very attention grabbing. <laughs> um, I just look like I had a mini stroke. So in line with your uh, 20th Century Fox uh, thing, um, I uh, can almost perfectly replicate the sound of the little flying cars that the Jetsons drive. Like, in, like I guess, fly through the air, you know? Okay. That's it. That's all they do. That's the sound that those those little cars make. Uh, I've been doing it for years. Um, it has no bearing on anything. It will not get me. Uh, now, did you use that to pick up your fiance? Uh, 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 <laughs> yes. Wow. And it worked. You guys are men for each other. <laughs> All right, pick another number. Uh, one. Okay, this is a listener question. Ooh. Okay. How do... Oh, and this is appropriate, seeing as how you're about to be betrothed. Am I using that correctly? I believe I'm already betrothed. Then you're going to commit to the betrothing. Correct. There we go. Uh, How do I keep my husband from annoying me in quarantine, especially when we live in a one-bedroom apartment? And this comes from Brooke of New York. Get a new apartment. That's what Kim and I did. Uh, so when quarantine started... Wait, are you guys already having trouble? Um. Oh, you mean you got it together. I thought you meant like you bought a separate apartment I'm for sorry, you. Yes, sorry. Okay, got it, got it. Same I thought page. you were being facetious. I was playing into that. Uh, yeah, no. So when quarantine started, I, uh, I, I was having problems with my roommate. So I moved in... Uh, uh, with Kim on the Upper East Side and then her because she was in a one bedroom uh, she was there all the time I was there all the time and we just needed a little bit more space so we got a new apartment together uh, with both our names on the lease and uh, yeah so now we live back in Harlem and um, it's it's a beautiful two bedroom apartment like this whole bedroom 
is now our office space. So like she's on one side, I'm on the other. I mean, we frequently see each other because we live in the same apartment, but Mm -hmm. we have separate spaces to go. I also understand not everybody can uh, afford to pick up and move at the drop of a hat, but if you're going to do it, now's the time to do it because um, uh, renters, uh, uh, rental units need to be filled and they're dropping prices like crazy. So, Okay. Now, seeing as how I haven't had a successful relationship and I use my stroke wink to pick up guys, I'm not really an expert in this category. So I think my my advice would be, you're already in trouble. Get out now. Leave him. <laughs> Leave him, Brooke. <laughs> if you're already annoyed with him in a one bedroom and you can't survive a pandemic, there's no love there. Brooke, you're in a loveless relationship you have to get out he's not the one on that note (laughs) (laughs) again fan of open communication brooke don't listen up okay tell him you're leaving tell him you're leaving communication as you're walking out the door just be like i'm leaving you see there's the communication it's happening but she's leaving she's leaving the place you know what i'm saying brooke reach out to me we can uh or or buy a separate apartment I'll be your Obi-Wan Kenobi. All right, pick another number. Um, five. How do you deal with stress? Uh, I'm, I feel like I deal with stress in two different ways. One, I bottle it up and I just let it eat at me and eat at me and eat at me, which is not the healthiest thing at all. But it's a classic choice. It's a classic choice. Um, I, there's not a lot of things that stress me out. Um, all right. I feel like there are, for the vast majority of things that exist in the world, I am one of those. I, I possess one of those talents that I can kind of like sort through and prioritize and say like, oh, well, this thing is important. This thing doesn't matter as much. And so a lot of stuff that traditionally stress a lot of other people out, people can just kind of like let go of. Mm-hmm. Uh, the type of stuff that stresses me out is uh, they're the things that don't go away. So in my other job, uh, I work as a flight attendant. Oh, really? I do. Yeah. Oh, okay. Um, so like on the airplanes, my job now has been in a pandemic world. My job has become, uh, policing mask wearing on the aircraft. And if you like, cause let's be honest, there's a lot of people out there that are like, Oh, I'll have a peanut. Mmm, this delicious peanut. Now I'm going to sit down and watch my movie. Excuse me, sir. Can you put your mask back on? Oh, I can't. I'm eating a peanut. See, Mm, I'm actively eating, but you're not like, take your mask down, eat a peanut, put your mask back on. Mm -hmm. Uh, So it's like, that's the kind of stuff that really stresses me out and just causes so much anxiety. And I just want to punch people in the face. Wow. I can't imagine being a flight attendant, especially now in a pandemic. Are you ever, that would just stress me out going into like this tiny confined space with all these strangers. Hence today I get the second vaccination. So uh, so wait, are you considered an essential worker? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh. So in transportation. So I think we're classified in one C. So like one A are healthcare professionals. One uh, B, I think, is like the elderly. And then one C is transportation. Okay. I mean, there's more. T- those are general uh, mass generalizations. But when you break it down, essentially kind of. Yeah. Where do improvisers fall? Uh, 26. <laughs> <laughs> Hope I make it. 26Z. Oh, fantastic. Well, my I, I tend to stress over the dumbest things. 
Like even stuff, even like in my brain, I'm like, this is going to be fine. But my body just like loves to just like tense up. So when that happens, Klonopin is great. (laughs) (laughs) Drugs, always the answer. (laughs) Like if Klonopin wants to sponsor this podcast, I will do a live read. I will sell the shizzle out of it. Hey, you uh, uh, you promote uh, Klonopin and I will promote CBS All Access and we'll join forces. Great. All right. Pick another number. Uh, three. What is something you really resent paying for? Oh, man. This is the socialist in me coming out. Uh, it's healthcare. Mm. I have so like I have insurance, mm-hmm. but then like depending on your deductible and depending on uh like a whole a whole host of things, there's this part of my brain. It's funny you say this because I was literally just having this discussion with myself last night. Mm-hmm. Um, when you have like all of these healthcare bills, like uh, I recently uh, was admitted to the hospital uh, for a thing. Uh, it turned out to be nothing. So. But uh, yeah, so like uh, now I have like a $700 uh, hospital visit, which granted insurance covers like 75% of the overall bill, but I still have to cover $700 worth of it. And I'm looking around and I'm like, well, YouTube isn't paying me anything right now. And uh, flight attending kind of sucks. I'm being furloughed. So uh, how am I going to pay the $700? So it's that kind of stuff that I'm like, I... I get it. Like, I understand that it's a thing that I have to do, uh, but it just, oh, I have so much resentment. I think for me, mine is a a superficial answer. I think uh, paying for uh, overpriced coffee, and I'm talking to you, Starbucks, but I still still do it. And like, I don't even know if the coffee's great, but it's just like, it's become a habit. Right. So it's like, as soon as I get off the train at my stop or wherever, and there's one there, I'm like, I have to get one. I like there's something about overpriced coffee that I've always found like delightfully pretentious. Yeah, you do feel kind of like, yeah, I own a boat, you know, when you're walking with it. Oh, it's a five dollar. Like I, I'm my favorite television show of all time is Frasier. And there's a line in Frasier where uh, his father comes into the coffee shop and like he I think he has to pay like a, a, a buck 50 or a buck 75 for a cup mm-hmm. of coffee. And he's so angry about it. Mm-hmm. And I'm thinking a dollar 50 for coffee. Like now it's like six or seven dollars, depending on where you go. Oh, yeah, it's crazy. But like at the same time, I've, I've developed that habit. Um, And it's so funny because I went from like not liking coffee before the pandemic to where now I have like five or six cups a day. See, I'm a tea fan. I love tea. Not a huge fan of coffee, but tea. What's your go to tea choice? Just just regular straight up black, just black tea. How do you prepare it? Uh, You have to brew the shit out of it. Um and then uh, depending on what I have around me, sometimes I put like a little bit of juice in it as like uh, a okay. sweet, sweetener. So like if I'm on the airplane, I'll just brew like regular black tea and then put a little cranberry juice in it. Oh, it's so good. Really? Yeah, it's really, really good. How do you feel about milk and tea? Oh, nope. Mm-mm. It's gross, right? It feels like you're just watering down the milk. Nope, 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 nope. But, I mean, it's kind of the same consist. Well, it is the same consistency as coffee, but I do that. So, it's weird. What a weird time. Uh, but coffee's such a harsh, bitter flavor as opposed to tea. Like, tea yeah. is kind of a bitter flavor, but not on the same level as coffee, though. Okay. Mm. Th- that's a deeper discussion for another time. All right, pick another number. Numero 10. This is a fun one. So, this is an audio question. 
Ooh. What's a video that lives in your head rent-free? All right, so there you go. What is the video that lives in your head rent-free? What is the video that lives in my head rent-free? Um, there's something about uh, Nirvana's um, heart-shaped box. Like, like, I think video, I think music video. And there's something about like either heart-shaped box or um, uh, Soundgarden's... Um, Oh shoot! What, uh, what's the name of the, like their most famous song? Black Hole Sun. Like Black Hole Sun and Heart Shaped yeah. Box have this artistic quality to them that what, I can't think of what Heart Shaped Box video looks like. So it has a lot of religious symbolism and symbology, where Kurt Cobain is laying in a hospital bed and he's kind of in like this weird, fantastical way visited by Jesus Christ, and then he find, he and all all of uh, the members of the band. Uh, Chris Novoselic and Dave Grohl, they find themselves being crucified on a cross themselves in like this supernatural, um, you know, like Teletubbies, like the opening scene yeah. to Teletubbies. There's like that, okay. like that hillside. Yeah, it's like this hyper colorized, um, like oversaturation of color. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it also has like this really dark quality to it. The same thing with Black Hole Sun, mm-hmm. over color, uh, oversaturated color. Um, a really dark, like with the little girl uh, roasting her Barbie doll over a barbecue, she's melting and she's smiling in this like really grotesque way. Yeah. I love that stuff. I love it. It terrified me as a kid. I could not watch that. That and what was the Nine Inch Nail song? Uh, Uh, Closer? Yeah. My sister used to listen to that like on repeat and I was like, is this satanic? You know, (laughs) (laughs) I was very afraid of it. And now, like in the 90s, it's, was it satanic? And now it's, is this Republican? (laughs) That's that's the delineation now. (laughs) I mean, same diff, whatever. (laughs) Uh, So my clip that lives in my head is very recent. Uh, So I'm watching Drag Race UK. Mm -hmm. And we just watched an episode last night, the latest episode as of this recording, where the runway for the queens was very generic for most of them. And one of them admitted to buying the outfit at H&M and RuPaul went off. Like she never goes off. She was like, I don't want to see no fucking H&M. And I was like, jeez. Yeah, it was, uh, it was very intense. So that's been like in my head all morning. I was like, you know, if I was one of those queens (laughs) on that stage, I know I would cry. Oh, I would cry so hard, but one of them admitted to it. And I'm like, even I know not to do that. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, I think the lesson is don't piss off RuPaul because she gets scary. Um, Unless you can let that uh, stress just roll off your back. That's why I take Klonopin. Okay, so we have one minute left. All right, pick another number. Oh, man. Uh, 17. Okay. Have you ever been fired from a job? Never. I have never been fired my entire life. Do you live in fear of getting fired? No. Uh, with the flight attendant job, there's a part of me that it's not that I want to get fired, but <laughs> in the back of my mind, I think to myself, like, if I do get fired, that's kind of a badge of honor. Like, cause you really have to work at being fired. Uh, so it's kind of an impressive thing. Wasn't there a flight, at, uh, a flight attendant a couple of years ago who was in the news for being like sassy or something? 
Do you oh, know what I'm talking about? A dime a dozen. Uh, one of the big, one of our heroes uh, right now is the JetBlue flight attendant uh, who uh, had this whole brouhaha with the passenger. There was something about like, I can't get my bag into the overhead bin that's literally right above my seat. Guess what, people? You pay for a ticket to get from point A to point B. You do not pay uh, to have that overhead bin space literally right above your head. That is a courtesy that we provide. It's not available to all passengers. Hence, if you're a group boarding group five or whatever, sometimes you're not even going to get your bag on. So I feel like you're speaking to me right now. <laughs> if you can't, yes. Blair? I'm sorry. Shame. Shame on you. Shame on you. And on that note, we did it. Do you want to give a victory speech? Uh, man, I just, I would like to thank all the people in my life uh, that, that made this possible. Um, you know, this is such a special award. Thank you so much, Blair. Um, I've been gifted with uh, the gift of gab um, thanks to uh, licking the Blarney Stone not once but twice and uh, understanding that sometimes it's not about you it's about all of us thank you thank you so much I'm not gonna lie I got choked up by that that felt like a Hallmark card come to life it's not about it's not about you it's about all of us wow you should get that on a shirt I'm seeing gotta love them movies merch (laughs) (laughs) and a quote that's not really relevant. (laughs) So on that note, tell people why they should check out your show and where. Uh, So uh, go to YouTube, uh, type in gotta love them movies, G O T T A gotta love them movies. Um, It's, it's a, it's your daily dose of movie news is the tagline. Uh, So if you just want to see what's going on, if you don't want to spend a lot of time like researching, Oh, what's like, Oh, what's the hottest stuff coming out right now? What are the latest uh, uh, theories about uh, Spider-Man three or the latest theories about uh, the, the remake? Uh, Yeah. They're remaking the Wizard of Oz. That is a thing that's happening. Um, with really, I a I'm like, eh, I don't think that's such a great idea. But also, B, it's coming from the uh, the showrunner and creator of the TV show Watchmen, which was fucking incredible. Wow. So if we get a version of the Wizard of Oz in the, not in the same vein as Watchmen, but with the same creativity level. It could be something really special. It's also been, what, like 80 years since uh, that movie came out. So, I don't know. Maybe it's time for a remake. I don't know. Well, and one thing I've always wondered is because it's a series of books. So, I feel like that's a new franchise because I think the books are a lot darker. Which, have you ever seen Return to Oz? Oh, it's one of my favorite uh, Disney movies. I love it. And it's so dark. So, I think that would be a fun, like, exploration of those characters. They did that as a series? Like, just think of, like, all the oh, different yeah. places you could go, you know? Yeah, I'd be on board. Social media. At GLT Movies. Well, thank you so much for coming first. <laughs> I see what you did that. That's a that's a glue reference. <gasps> yeah, and that's going to live in my head rent-free for at least through the weekend. <laughs> it's your new video. It's your new there video. It.